What's going on, guys? Back again today with Ian from Brink Construction. Always enjoy having Ian uh, back in business with us. Just really just sitting down, hammering out some strategy. Uh, in this episode, we really look at what it feels like to be in a rut. I mean, having to get creative, people to take care of, no work on the schedule. Super impressed by Ian's drive, determination, knocking on doors, New Year's Day, doing what it takes to get the jobs. Uh, refined some things here, talked a lot about strategy in terms of dialing in what customers care about most. Um, and that's going to be really crucial for you in the home service space to understand some of these concepts that we cover. So I hope you enjoy this business breakthrough. It starts right now. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right, they're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener, it's so much better, and that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time, and that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat, and that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets Podcast. All right, what's going on, everyone? I'm back with Ian. Everybody what's asks, man. Dude, you're you're becoming a, a familiar voice on the uh, on the podcast, man. I, I get a couple people that uh, that mention how how valuable. Actually, your podcasts get the most views the quickest, and they're oh. the longest actually, which is funny. So because you usually have a, a really good microphone, you bring the you bring you bring the the challenging questions that a lot of people go through. So appreciate you, bro. That's good. I actually, I never, you know, it's cool to hear that actually. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah I, look, I look at the numbers on yours and, and, uh, they, they get listened to and, and the, and the length of time as well. So anyway, um, you hit me up last week or I hit you up. I don't know what happened, but you told me that you were looking at the next week and you had nothing on your schedule and you have two employees and you're in a, you're in a rut. And where do we stand now? It's now Wednesday. You didn't have any work Monday. What, what, what happened and what's going on? So uh, basically Monday started. Um, we were just basically in a scramble because one guy was basically, or sorry, both guys were at, at a job site basically doing uh, like a renovation job that we're doing, just kind of finishing up some final touches, you know, caulking, all that kind of stuff. And okay. then on Tuesday, uh, we had one guy go to a site. He basically did um, a quick repair or two quick repairs on two different sites. And then after that, he pretty much went home. So we only had like three hour day there, which kind of sucked. Right. And the other guy finished up at that renovation job for the rest of the day. He left around two o'clock, which is about a normal time for him because he leaves or starts a little bit early. Now, um, yesterday I was able to close a job on the spot for today. And that's where they are right now. And that's where I'm actually sitting outside of right wow, now. It's because... a good thing that you uh, learned on the spot sales there because yeah. <laughs> you can't have that, that day or two delay. And so tell me how that went. What was... Uh... Let's dive into that. So what type of job was it? So it's a small job. And to be honest with you, there's not very much profit in this one. It's basically, um, it's a, a small... keep the guy. It's a, it's a KTG B job. KTG B. <laughs> that's called a keep the guy busy. Keep the guys busy job. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's okay. And I want to make a point here. Cause that's, this is good. You're getting it right. Like you're, we started off like, what are we going to do? I'm working alone. All right. That was our first episode. I think we had, how many have we done? Two, three. This three. is their fourth. This is the fourth. I forget what happened with two. I know it was good though. Three, you told me that you know. You no, found, sorry, okay, two. Third. You were saying 
how you you were thinking about hiring people and you're you're kind of getting the hang of that and you're understanding what direction you're in. Three, you hired some people, you have a good team. And now four, it's like you're on you're you're understanding the dynamics of keep away. And yeah. keep away is what I what I refer to as you staying away from production. And right now you are investing in your business by saying, you know what, I don't really care about the profit right now. I need to build momentum. You're going to get profit on the back end, right? Once the business, once the, the cycle's happening. And I, and I think you're starting to understand that concept. So I know you're not making money on this one. So what happened with the sale and what type of job is it? So, yeah. So we have actually only had three business breakthroughs. I just thought about it. The fourth one was that one private call that we had. Oh yeah. But, yeah. A little bit different. Yeah. But pretty much what's happening is they're just doing a 90 square foot little front entrance here. We're removing some subfloor that was on the ground. There was carpet there originally, but she already removed it. And we're just putting in some um, two inch hardwood floors. Um, now, the, the the sales process went pretty well it was actually just like she see, she told me she basically couldn't get a big enough company to come in and give an estimate but every time she got smaller guys they were just like handyman who would come in she felt like they weren't going to do a good enough job i don't know if you guys have an app out there called jiffy but she had a couple people come from jiffy which is like we have jiffy quick. lube but not oh, no, no so it's like a con contractor app but you're not allowed to leave business cards or anything like that and you have to go through their set prices so you basically work for an app at that point it's almost like uber but um and everyone who came in are just like handyman guys. So she didn't really feel like she was getting someone professional enough. So when I came in, I was like, look, here's our price, blah, blah, blah. And I basically put it on the low end with no profit. Now, the, the one problem I'm having though, is I'm stuck in a circle. And it's funny because I actually had a long conversation with, I don't know if you know, Nick from Pathfinder. Um, yeah. yeah. So me and Nick had like a good three hour call yesterday about this. And we looked at my numbers and we were figuring out where the problem is, but I'm stuck in a circle where I can't make enough money to afford my marketing. I don't have enough marketing to be able to keep my guys busy and I can't keep my guys busy enough to make or speed my guys up enough to make the money because it's like stuck in a circle, you know? Um, so pretty much the, the issue is, is that I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out. So let's look at your, what I call the stock portfolio, right? So, you know, ultimately if you were investing, okay, right now it looks like you have all of your eggs in one basket. Right. Like the fact that you're and the fact that you are relying so heavily on one marketing channel, whether it's Pathfinder or uh, Homestars, are you signed up with Homestars? So this is where I'm going to basically take what you're saying is flip it around. I'm with uh, Pathfinder. I'm with Homestars. I'm with Bark. I'm with Reno Quotes. I'm with Smart Reno. I'm with now Home Depot and I have my website. And I think there's one more, I'm on Kijiji, I'm on Facebook, like just, just marketplaces. Okay. Um, I have my street signs. I do door knocking. I do flyers. <laughs> New Year's day. I like when I was, we were messaging, I was going door to door on New Year's day, knocking for about six hours. Uh, wow. The other day I literally printed out a, a page with the header on top. And it basically just said like, guys, it's January. It's hard to book, you know, COVID just got worse here in Canada. So everything's shutting down again. Like we're giving you guys a 15% discount to hopefully get your guys' project done and help us fill our schedule. I've printed out 50 of these sheets, enveloped them and went door to door, leaving them at night in their mailboxes. Never heard back from anyone. Wow. Holy like I, I'm, I'm, I'm pushing here to keep these so, guys busy. So what is the, and you only have two guys that you're keeping busy. Yeah. That's and it. that's what's insane. So let's look at, let's look at this because I don't necessarily think, um, well, let's, let's talk about it. All right. First of all, Home Depot, they should yeah. be sending you some jobs. 
Well, I haven't, like, I literally just got my insurance to send me my proof of insurance. So I'm literally like just signing up today. Okay. So I actually haven't gone like through the process yet. to so, actually. So between, okay. So, all right, let's open up that can home Depot, uh, flooring stores. How many flooring stores have you went into that you are on their vendor list officially? So uh, every single flooring store that I've gone to so far, whenever I talk about a vendor list, they have their own subcontractors that they use already. Um, How many flooring stores have you went into? That is a total of four. Uh, I've been meaning to go to more, but unfortunately I haven't had the time because I've been running around like crazy trying to get jobs for these guys. Right. So you got to understand the, the buy, like when you, a good salesperson is also a good buyer. You have got to be a student of how people buy this service. You've got to be a student of it. You've got to understand this process and what people do in the painting space. Most people don't run to Sherwin Williams and look at colors first. They don't. It's not the consensus. They typically understand, hey, I got to get a painter over here to give me a quote, and then I'll figure out the colors. That's just the norm. With flooring, it's a little bit different. Many people like to go look at floors first. You'll see them. Home Depot, flooring stores, they go there first. Do you under, is that true or am I hitting, am I going in the wrong direction? I definitely think so. I feel like it's a good 50 50 because most of the time I talk to people is either I have no idea. No way. It's not a good 50 50. It's probably a 75 25. It's it's, again, it's just understanding like flooring stores are a lot different than a paint store. If you go into a paint store, there's one little tiny section of colors. Okay. Many people understand that a paint store is more for contractors. You'll see people in Lowe's looking at colors. Like if they're in Lowe's and they pop into that color section, it's just a more customer friendly place, you know? With yep. flooring stores, it's majority for customers. It's 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 a it's a showroom. That's what it that's what it's designed for. Flooring contractors don't come there and get their materials in showrooms. Is that you do you, you understand? No, I agree. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying is that you need to stop looking at these flooring stores as anything but showrooms where customers go that want floors. And maybe it would be wise for you to start really finding and building relationships with them, hanging out in the floor store. Try to find a way to build some value there. Try to find a way to maybe go up to a customer there and just, you know, ask if they have found a contractor yet, pop in a little bit, maybe not stay there all day, but you know what, make it a point to go there for an hour and just go there, introduce yourself. If you've not already introduced again, see if you can get some samples from them. So have them give you some samples. Don't be using them little chip cards anymore. You're not still using those, no. are you? No. So the last floor, so I went to car right now, how many samples do you have? Uh, I have about three chain sets and about like eight different trims. So you have chain sets? Yeah. Like show me what you have. Show me what you're giving. Okay. I see that. Okay. What I think is more valuable is you actually getting the piece. That is the piece. No, that's like a piece. That's a a sample. No, I'm I'm talking the actual length piece the 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 long piece however long it is three three feet or whatever you should have those Mm -hmm. because they do want to see that length they do want to see how wide it is and how long it is right and you can lay that down right next to their baseboard for them to see and visualize yeah the only issue with that is a lot of the the material is special order most of the time they don't just keep it in stock You are a salesperson and people don't know what they want. So if you have five of those in different shades and different colors, guess what? 
you have got to be a facilitator, bro. I'm going to be honest with you. Here's the thing. If I come to your house and do a floor, not you, because you're, you're a difficult customer, but a normal person, <laughs> you're going to ask me too many questions. I'm going to get out of there quick. But an average customer, okay, if I come to the house, first of all, if I'm in your position, I understand that I got to speed up the buying process. I don't have the luxury to go to the customer and say, okay, well, yeah, so this is how it works. You have to go first pick out your floors and you have to go pick exactly which one you want. Then they go to the floor store that never has anything, of course. And then they call you and say, Ian, can't do it. They're not going to have the floor we want in stock for six years. Okay. And then you're like, great. I'll put you in my drip jobs, follow-ups and follow up with you in six years. Right? No, that's not yeah. how we, we, we can't, we, we can't do that in your situation. You need to have five or six actual pieces, not your little chain gig there, not your little samples. What you have there is comparable to me bringing a fan deck. And what I'm asking you to do is paint the sample on the wall. Do you see how much more yeah. valuable that is? Cause it eliminates the question, right? I'm assuming I you wanna... say you do this after you get the job though. No, you don't have oh, the luxury no. to, you now need to build more valuable value than everyone else right now. Maybe when you get to a point where you can just churn and burn like that and sell the job first and then offer that as value. Yes. But right now you need to hustle the value. So it, 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 you can speed up the buying process. Cause right now you're in the red zone. You have employees and you have no work and you're stressed out about your marketing and you're, and you're all over the place. And what I'm telling you is this, people tend to lean toward the, the customer or the contractor that makes them feel as though uh, they have their best interest in mind. And, and, and if you can facilitate this buying experience by eliminating the headache of going to the floor store, of finding a floor, of usually people don't know what they want. They just want the shade mm -hmm. in the flooring business, right? Yeah. I sell flooring, by the way, just so you know. So I know what I'm talking about. I'm not here just guessing. No, I remember you, you saying I just a did a flooring estimate yesterday. The guy's like, yeah, I want something light. Okay, here, do you like this one? <laughs> so yeah. I know, I, you know, I, I know, I know how to go about this in a way that can speed up your buying process. So here's the strategy. Follow me here. You mm -hmm. go into the house, you identify that they want their, the, the floors done in their living room. First thing you need to be thinking is upsells. Okay. So have you thought about getting new baseboards? Okay. Hey, are you interested in crown molding? You know, these are some things we do. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, would you like to see the crown molding that we offer? Sure. Hold on. Let me run out to the car real quick. Mm -hmm. At this stage, you need to be doing this. Hey, and you bring a piece of crown molding. Hey, and you, hey, do you have a ladder I could borrow in your garage? I'll stand up here and, and, and hold it up for you. Doesn't that look good? Oh my God, that looks good. I had crown molding in my last house. Would you like a quote on it? We're going to be here. <laughs> this is before you even go into pricing. At this stage, I'm telling you, this needs to be your strategy. Okay. You're mm -hmm. offering value. You're doing showmanship. You're working it. Okay. Okay, cool. I can give you a quote for that. Okay. Have you decided on what type of flooring you want? What type of flooring style you're interested in? Oh, we have an idea. Would you like me to show you some samples? Of course they always say yes. Right? Yeah. Okay. Now, now you narrow it down. Okay. Do you want darker or lighter? Oh, well we want lighter. Okay. Are you interested in luxury vinyl or laminate? Oh, we want luxury vinyl. Perfect. One second. I have three luxury vinyl planks I'll bring in and you could decide. So Ooh. now they have that one, that one, and that one next to each other. Which one do you like? Okay. I think this one goes really good with the paint color. Oh, well, you know what? We're thinking of changing the paint color in this living room. Would you like us to quote that for you? Mm -hmm. At this stage, you've got to do things like this. No, for sure. Um, I guess the only, I know, uh, we're tight on time today. I was thinking maybe I can go over my sales process with you to see if there's any loose ends. Yes. Oh, okay, perfect. Sorry, I'm going to 
swipe out of the zoom here. So uh, my first thing is setting the expectation. Expectation. So I was like, hello, Mrs. Johnson. My name is Ian. I'm the owner of Brink Construction. Today, we're going to do a walkthrough and go over the details. And I'll be leaving with you guys with an estimate before I go today. Um, and then the next stage of that is ask questions. So like, what's the story? Why did you call us here today? Um, have you decided on the wait, 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 wait. When's your next estimate? Uh, tomorrow. What oh, time? no, sorry, Friday, Friday. Friday? Why yeah. is it Friday? Uh, because that's the only time, like, they had the book in with the, like, you know, they had the viewing for a new house. Oh, okay. So they're going to see the new house on Friday. Yeah. So we're, I was just going to come with them for the viewing. Um, but I do have, I'm calling all my clients today to do follow-ups to see if we can book in a, something today or tomorrow. Gotcha. Okay. Good. Continue. Oh, so uh, what is the story? Why did you call us here today? Um, have you decided on a flooring material? Have you ever changed your baseboards? Now, the reason why we changed this from like, oh, do you, would you like to get your baseboards changed is because it's like, instead of like directly going and trying to do the upsell, it's like, oh, have you ever done it? Or would you like to, you know what I mean? Like ask yeah, more questions. I don't like that question. I don't, have you, you ever like, changed it? I hate that well, question. Have you ever changed your baseboards? And they say, oh no, we never thought about it. Or maybe like, oh, you know what? Like What's we've that? thought- I could be like, have you ever, have you ever had your house painted before versus have you ever had your house painted by a professional painting company before? Those are the, yeah. the questions too general. Okay. So maybe add like, have you ever gotten no, like, no, you're not suggestive selling there. You're not, you're, you're, okay. you're letting them lead the way Ian. Okay. Makes suggestive sense. selling is, Hey, just curious. Would you like to see what a new baseboard would look like on your next to your new floor? Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, and then like another question is like, have you ever seen any gaps or seams on top or the bottom of your baseboards? Um, this is mainly to, 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 no, to build value. Irrelevant. Irrelevant. Don't ask that question. Well, the, re the reason why I ask that question is because sometimes they're like, oh yeah, you know what? Like there's all these gaps in the tops and the bottoms. I'm like, okay, well, let me people show you a picture. Are, people of the do not see that. Like there's the, the average customer does not notice these things. You do because you're a contractor mm -hmm. and you need to say, hey, one thing that we're going to make sure that we do as an added service, if we do install your baseboards is we're actually going to finish them and finish them means we're going to caulk the top and make sure if there's any quarter round, we can caulk that and we'll fill the putty holes and then we'll repaint them for you. Okay. You know, and that's why I'm saying this is because these questions that you're asking is causing confusion. Oh, well, mm -hmm. let me think about it, Ian. Um, and it's, it's taking their attention away from what you want them to be focusing on. Okay. And then uh, the other one is like, do you hear any squeaks uh, on the floor while you're walking around? Obviously, that's a very irrelevant. Ian, hey, Mrs. Jones, just so you know, when we think of getting a really good floor, one thing we want to avoid is those creak sounds when you walk on the floor. And I don't know if you know this, but the reason that happens is because the padding on the bottom of the flooring is either non-existent or it's really thin. So when considering a flooring, we highly suggest you go with something with a heavy padding to avoid that. Because mm -hmm. normally the, the reason why I do bring that up is because like the next part here, like is answering those problems with solutions. And basically, so what I do is I gather all the problems first before I start answering them right away. You know and the problems. You know well, the, the reason why is because they say like, oh yeah, we have a squeaky floor. Like, like come over here and they step here. I'll say, okay, you know what? I'm going to give you guys a roll of blue tape. Yeah, and if you're walking on the, the floor, do you notice that it's squeaky? Well, some areas, certain areas might have squeaks that we're not walking. Okay, so you time. as the professional are walking through it. And if they're changing out the floor, what you need to do is then say, hey, I noticed this floor is squeaky here. And let me just explain to you how we can prevent this in the future. Cause I know it probably bothers you. Mm -hmm. Cause so what I was saying before though, is like, I actually give them a roll of tape 
to stick on the floor wherever they hear squeaks and we make sure to screw that subfloor area down really tight to try to reduce the squeak as much as possible. Um, I was like a value. So you're, so you're putting them to work. Well, it's more in the sense of like, doing like, Ian, come back to the camera. I got to talk to you. Okay. You're going to be a very successful business owner at this pace. You're going to go through way much, way, way more stress and headache than you need to. Cause you you're analyzing this way too much. First of all, this is an emotional sale. This is not selling your services to a general contractor. And mm -hmm. I think you're getting them confused because they're totally different. People want to feel like you're in control. Every question that you ask in this scenario is making me feel like I have to be in control and I have to answer that question. Oh, I don't know uh, if I've seen cracks. What's that mean? Is he going to charge me to fill them? Mm -hmm. Do you understand? So through this sales process, it starts like this. What's the story, miss? Oh, we're moving in. Fantastic. So I know time's important to you, right? Just curious. When's the moving truck coming? Oh, well, our goal, and they already have a moving truck schedule most of the time. Our goal is to get in by Friday of the following week. Perfect. If everything lines up, I can get my team in there Monday. I'm, I'm excited to meet with you Friday. So they already know, hey, Ian, he can get us in Monday. Have you, is that how you went? about the conversation when you spoke to this homeowner? The one that's I'm doing right now? No, the one for Friday that you have to meet that's moving in. Um, no. Okay, why not? Uh, because I'm not even sure what the closing date was. I think I can't remember off the top of my head, but they told you me- You see how wasn't. important that is. Remember what I said earlier. If you are gonna be a good seller, you must also be a good buyer. If you and your girlfriend were moving into a home and you needed a flooring estimate, and the contractor didn't even ask you what your closing date is. Well, he can told they me, put, I can't remember exactly, but I know it's like not even for another two then months. Then you as a salesperson need to know that date. That's the most important information for a flooring contractor to know is the closing date. Why? Because they can't move in unless the floor is installed or else you're going to be in big trouble having to navigate all their junk around the house just to install the floor. Mm -hmm. Yes or no? No, I agree. Like the only reason I kind of forgot right now, it's in my notes somewhere, but it was they booked in like almost two weeks ago. That's the only reason why. So that, but again, you need to understand, like you have to be a student of the buying process, right? And you're, you're going over a lot of good things, but it's like, this is the most important. Why, why am I coming? So I can give you the value that you care about most. They don't care about squeaky floors and cracks in the, in the, in the, you know, baseboards, they don't know about these problems yet. They care about, Hey, am I going to be able to move in on time? Are the contractors that I'm hiring going to be able to get this done? Or is there going to be stress heading my way mm -hmm. of, Oh my God, the movers are here. No contractor here to do the flooring. So when you go in there, you need to emphasize, Hey, we can get in here Monday. Hey, we can get in here Monday. I know that, Hey, I know you got movers coming. My team is fast. I guarantee you, we can be out of here by Thursday. Mm -hmm. That's what the whole focus of the sales process should be. You shouldn't be asking about squeaky floors and you shouldn't be asking about caulking cracks. These are givens. These are things that you're going to do anyway. Yeah. You're not going to leave a floor squeaky and you're not going to leave cracks uncalked. That's what's no, that's expected true. of you. So again, you're asking project focused questions. Okay. That those aren't emotional, bro. Mm -hmm. Unless you make it emotional. And remember how I made it emotional. Hey, when you walk on this floor, is it squeaky? Now it's emotional. Does it bother you at night? 
Okay, great. We're going to fix that for you. Let me put a piece of tape here. So yeah. I know that this area is squeaky. Now it's emotional, right? Well, the, the one thing which I was going to mention after is at the bottom of like all these questions, it says like, be on the client side with the problem, feel the problem with them. Emotional, so emotional. or not emotional. When you ask a question, you can make any question emotional. Let me yeah. ask you, let me turn your first question about, Hey, do you notice if there's any cracks that are uncalked or things that, you know, Hey, just so you know, I don't know how the last contractor did it or how it made you feel, but you know, we do not leave cracks uncalked. That's something uh, that usually the painters are supposed to come in and do. Um, but we're going to save you the time and effort of having to find a painter. And we'll make sure that if we install this quarter round, we're going to caulk it, putty it, and put a finished coat of paint on there for you. How does that sound? Mm -hmm. Is that more emotional than your question? Yes or no? hundred percent. hundred percent. Why? Because I made it personal. I put them, I didn't just identify the problem of the cracks. I, I, I identified the problem of the emotions behind having to find someone to fill the cracks. Mm -hmm. difference. That's so true. again, so again, when I am selling, I'm looking for the emotional problems and I'm providing emotional solutions again. Oh, miss, just curious. Congratulations. First on moving in. I know this is an exciting time for you, but I also know that you have a lot of moving parts. Most importantly, your furniture. When's that coming? Oh, well, that's scheduled to come Thursday. Perfect. So I Pretty sure that's important to you that I give you a quote the day I come. Is that correct? Even though you're planning on doing that. Yes, that's very important. Awesome. Because just so you know, miss, and this is over the phone, you're preparing for this. Just so you know, miss, I am, uh, you know, I know we have an opening Monday. So if everything lines up, we may be able to get in there Monday and get out of there on Thursday. So your moving truck, if they come, we'll be done the main areas. They can get started there and we'll be finishing up the details. How does that mm -hmm. sound? That sounds great, Ian. Hey, also real quick. Are you a fan of a lighter color or a darker color? This way I can bring some samples. So maybe we can narrow down that floor style that you want, save you some even more time so you don't have to go to the flooring store. How's that sound? Oh my God, Ian, that sounds great. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to go to the flooring store, miss. She probably didn't even think that she had to go to the flooring store, Ian. Yeah. And you just showed her the emotional stress and headache of one more thing on someone who's moving into a house, what their to-do list is. That's if true. it's not already massive as it is. And what Ian's doing is solving emotional problems. People pay more when you solve their emotional problems. No, I definitely agree with that. I feel like I was trying to figure out how to make it more emotional in the sense of like, like my, the, because that's what I was even telling my girlfriend. I was like, you, like you buy with emotion, right? When it comes to construction, you don't need floors in your house if you already have floors, right? So a lot of it's like emotion. So I, was, I guess I was trying to figure out how to better, bring these questions in i think you know you you 595 rule ian five percent the focus is on the details of the project 95 percent of the time it should be focused on the customer and their specific needs wants and desires you are hired to do the job everyone else that comes in to give an estimate is going to be asking those same dry questions mm -hmm. guess what at that point, they're just going to look at the number, Ian, like what's happening. So my suggestion yeah. to you is to get off this call with me and call that Friday estimate that you have and just say, hey, miss, I just wanted to update my notes here. When exactly is that moving truck coming? And then do exactly what I said. So it would be beneficial if I actually provided you a price when we met on Friday. 
So I know some people email them. I can actually provide you one on the spot. Perfect. That sounds great. And just curious, maybe I can bring over some samples. Are you interested in a lighter or darker color? If they say either one, go to a flooring store that you haven't been to buy some samples. If they charge you for them, get on their vendor list. And if you see someone perusing, looking at floors, just introduce yourself and see if you can sell them the job. Okay. Stop knocking doors. If you have the cojones to go out on new year's and knock doors, you walking into a flooring store and sparking up a conversation with someone's actually interested in flooring is going to be a cakewalk for you, bro. Yeah, no, for sure. I think so. Yeah. Well, I, I definitely think, yeah, I, I will try calling that client. Um, I know you said you, you don't have much time, so I did have a couple questions, but Go do for you it. Have... I got a couple more minutes. Okay. Um, what would you say the best way of getting my guys to speed up? Cause when I was doing that meeting with Nick, we basically broke it down. And like one of my jobs as an example, we, we realized to be at a profitable margin, we basically need them to finish a day and a half early. I need you to just focus on getting jobs right now. I don't care how long they take. Yeah. Okay. I just need you to focus on keeping the job. So these guys don't leave because there's not work. Yeah. So don't worry about it. You can refine a process when you have a process to refine mm -hmm. right now. You don't right now. Your job should get, should be to be five jobs ahead of your team. Yeah. Write that number down five. Okay. I don't have a pen and paper on me right now, but I will. Well, you have, <laughs> just hold up your hand and then when you sell one, <laughs> <Is> you know, <laughs> all right, listen, listen, Stop overthinking this. Be emotional about it. Be a buyer, Ian. Okay. What would be important to you? Okay. And you are an average customer, an average homeowner. You're not looking at little things like squeaks and cracks in a way, unless it becomes personal. Oh, at night when you're walking, do you hear those cracks? Yeah. Well, we're going to prevent that for you here. Watch. I'm going to put some tape there if you don't mind, just so we know that this is an area that needs to be secured. Mm -hmm. One, one time I... I did an estimate and the lady actually said she wants to keep the squeaks so she knows that there's intruders coming in the house. <laughs> say, perfect. I'll make sure that I put a piece of tape here to leave it for you and make it a joke, <laughs> right? You have to create an experience, bro, or else people will see you exactly the same as the next guy that comes in with a lower price. But there's no yeah. Ian's in the world, bro. There's only one of you. They can't compare you if you bring out your personality, you bring out your care and you bring out your enthusiasm. These three mm -hmm. things are intangible. These three things can't be compared. And these three things are what people pay more for because it exudes trust. It exudes honesty. It exudes excitement in a project, bro. I mean, I built my business off of this so I can come to you with this certainty. And, and, and this is why, I mean, I, I, I do this every single day and I just focus on what is most important to that customer. And if I were you, I would be rushing off the phone with me to get on the phone with this customer and build that value that you failed to build. If you don't know that closing date, that's a big issue. Yeah. And I know you said you may have written it down, but again, if this is your only customer, if this is your North star, this could be a full house flooring job that could sustain you for a whole week. Could it? Yes or no. You're one job away from one of those guys. Yeah. One job, one job will build you for a week and then you got some momentum, bro. And then you yep. can keep your guys there for a week. You guys are good. Perfect. You can breathe a little bit and then build that second one, build that second one, bro. In my business right now, all I'm doing is playing keep away. Yeah. I am in the same position as you. I just have more jobs booked out in excess of what my guys can do. I'm in the exactly. same exact position of you as you. Everyone is.
unless they have unlimited jobs, which if they do come on the podcast, tell us how you did it. <laughs> now, my last question before you go is, um, I know in the last uh, or the first or last, I can't remember. I think it was the first one. I kind of make it a show when I do that discount, right? I go on and I say, okay, here's your total cost. And I scratch it out and I write what they're saving and their new total cost. Now that I'm not really actually doing a true 17% discount, I was just curious if there's a way of still doing that show and showing them the money that they're saving without having like my square footage pricing, like $5 a square foot for vinyl. Like, or is that just fine to show that you're really high priced normally and you're bringing it down to a smaller value? I guess because like, like I line item every item, right? So if my vinyl installation is normally two fifty, but I'm trying to you know t- do a seventeen percent discount, if I'm going to do four dollars per square foot for vinyl, just to make that top do- or that bottom. Here's the way to go big. about it. Say, listen, the last thing I'm doing here is to create pressure. That's not how I operate. But it, would it be overstepping to ask you for your business today in exchange for the discount offer? And then you back it up with a reason why. And the reason why is, miss, because right now we have no work for Monday and you'd be transparent as a business owner and we could really use this job. I have to keep my team busy. Mm-hmm. So would it be overstepping to ask you if we exchange your business for this discount today? And I'll show you what that looks like. I guess more in the sense of like, like the times that I do go into the job, I'm showing the 17%, like, what my costs are at right now is basically like the bare minimum, right? I'm making like say a 30% margin on it. Um, if I want to put on a 17% discount and, and do the show of, you know, scratching out the number that the total number and putting in, this is how much you're saving. And this is your new total. How can I make that bottom dollar prior to me scratching it out higher without, well, obviously I would have to yeah. up the prices. It's all perception. And I think we talked about this is that you need to sell the flooring too. No, I do. I do. Okay. So it's all perception. You have full control over what you show and what you take off. It's all perception. You have to just be good at doing it. It's kind of like sleight of hand, you know, um, in a way, but not in a, in a way other than, you know, not in a deceitful way. It is what it is. I mean, that was the incentive that you put out. They are getting savings. It's just a matter of how you display it and the urgency behind the savings. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like, look, and I think if you just say, oh, well, you have to book today, if you want the 17% discount, that's one way to do it. But if you make it personal and emotional, you know, listen, I'm a new business owner right now. We have two employees and I'm trying to keep them busy for Monday. And we didn't, didn't, didn't have a job scheduled. So the reason why I'm creating a little urgency uh, is because, you know, we do need that work for Monday. And one way that we want to thank you is by offering you this discount. Yeah. So it's a lot, isn't that a lot more personal and emotional than, okay, well, if you book today, you can get the 17% discount. No, for sure. For sure. That, that's not, that's normally what I do. But um, I think one of the other problems that I have is that like, um, I have an issue where sometimes if I get a lead from another source, and then they said, Oh, so you're scrolling on Facebook, and we noticed that you guys are doing 17% off. I'm like, if I do 17% off now, I'm not going to make any profit. So I normally say like, Oh, yeah, it's included. Or I just say like, Oh, all the spots are taken up for that, unfortunately, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Just again, everything that you do, study it, but also anything that you look at, say, did I ask this question in a project focused fashion or was this emotionally charged? Like it's one of those two things. And in any of those questions, I don't need to even hear them. I'm like, all I was listening to was, was it emotional or was it project focused? Mm -hmm. Okay. 
homeowners have a sweet spot, dude. But some don't. Some are project-focused homeowners, like people that are renting their house out, right? Yeah. And you experienced that not too long ago. Yep. Okay? So then you don't go heavy on the emotional side. You go heavy on the project side. You know? It doesn't make sense to sit there and harp on feelings when they don't care about feelings. They care about flipping the house. Yeah. But a homeowner just moving in, are they not the most emotionally charged homeowners that you can possibly run into? Definitely. It's the biggest emotional experience that they're going to have in 10 years, a new house, new environment. They spend money faster than they ever have because all they're picturing is getting settled in. Mm. So if you're not using that phrase settled in, in your sales process, you're not doing something right. Miss, my goal is to get you settled in, in the most efficient way possible. That's one thing we pride ourselves on is communication and keeping our promises in terms of timeline. Worst case scenario, I will jump my owner butt in there and make sure your job gets done before the movers come. That's how committed mm -hmm. I am to you. In exchange for that commitment and that trust and that certainty, miss, I'd like to ask for your business. Yeah, <laughs> no, for sure. You know, so I hope this like, and, and, and I didn't mean to cut you off. That's the last thing I want to do. I know you had, you want to run through that sales process, but to me, I want you to just keep it as simple as possible. Going through each little thing like that, I mean, it, it's been first going to be hard to remember. And it sounds like you're reading off of a script in person. Emotional selling is like, if I were this person, how would I feel? What mm -hmm. would I want? What would be valuable to me? You see what I'm saying? No, yeah, for sure. Was that helpful today? A little bit different than last time? Is that going to give you some juice? I think so. I got two estimates while we were just on the phone here. So that came in from Pathfinder. So I'll have to call Perfect. those Perfect. So anybody else jump on the breakthrough. It's good luck. You, you get estimates coming in. Right <laughs> and, and you know, what's even cooler if they came into drip jobs, which that I think they did, up. What, what happened? They, they, they've been, they've been being taken care of while you're on the phone with me here, man. <laughs> they are followed up with right now, probably looking at what date and time they want. You might even get an appointment booked while we're on the call. Right. Thanks. Possibly. Bro, as always, dude, I, I love talking with you, man. Come on again. We'll keep doing this until you hit a million um, in revenue. Thank Won't you, bro. All right, man. All right. Good luck. Have a good one. See you. Bye. Drip Jobs CRM is finally here. That's right. So Drip Jobs is an automation platform for contractors, home service professionals. It's going to automatically follow up with your customers. It's going to allow you to send invoices, estimates. It's going to allow you to send out blast marketing emails to individuals based on where they are in the buying process this software is next level and i'm reaching out to you you're a listener of this podcast and i want you to be one of the first ones to give it a shot so if you want to see what drip jobs can do for your business i'd love for you to head over to dripjobs.com sign up for a free demo and get your team involved and let us sit with you and show you how powerful this software is it's going to save you time it's going to make you money and you're going to love the features that are built into drip jobs so if you want to check it out head over to dripjobs.com and we will give you first priority being a podcast listener uh, to be one of the very first to try out drip jobs in your home service business i'm super excited to share that with you and i'll catch you on the next episode